you see my strategy is basically my search history and everything it goes everywhere so like all these ads like i don't ever get the ones norm people normally get it's like okay how are these related so well, you're like purposely trying to fool the algorithm oh a hundred percent of the time where it'll be like it'll be like okay here's this manscaping one and i'll be like beauty products and then next it'll be like looking up all these things and i'm like okay combat knives and then it goes and i'm just completely screwed well, with if, the algorithm. I if do your that search sometimes. history wasn't how to stab a guy and get away with it you might not get those results <laughs> hey i need to get the token somehow i like to picture your google agent who's been assigned to monitor you is just pulling his own hair out at this point <laughs> i can't take it anymore but there's like an NSA guy fist bumping somewhere. He's like, "This is our boy." <laughs> no, like, like Gavin's like special agent is like, "Man, I should just kid would watch some porn or something." While everybody else at the center is just enjoying all the weird shit on Pornhub, and Gavin's agent just looks to the left and right, sad. <laughs> this is the Adventurers Vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website, theadventuresvault.com, for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now, it's time to open... The Adventurer's Vault. Okay, so if you guys remember, you were getting ready to take a little tour of the, of the campus. So, uh, what did I say? Harvard? We're going to go with Harvard. Harvard. So, so there is uh, the gentleman, the name is Harvard. He is something Jail of a teacher. Myself. He's a senior acolyte, and he has a few students. But you guys are allowed to... And they were actually some of the people that were watching your little combat. They were allowed to mm -hmm. go watch that for the day. And so he, he brings you on. He's like, gentlemen, uh, follow me. And uh, um, do you have any questions while we're walking? And he's walking down a path. Uh, are we going to go past the main campus library? I'm, I'm sorry, the what? The main campus library. Oh, um, well, we have several libraries here. Was there something in particular that you're looking for? Yes. <laughs> He, he kind of gives you that, okay. Um, Which one can only faculty go to? <laughs> again, we have many. I believe you should start by uh, narrowing it down to which campus you would need to go to. How many campuses are there? Well, there's the five. <sighs> Riley just walks away and shoves, <laughs> and shoves Hatham forward. Well, which which one of them would you say is, is one more focused on... Uh, History, one more focused on uh, uh, sciences. What's uh, let's get uh, to the meat of things. Well, it sounds like maybe you're wanting scholars and research, probably. Um, but possibly record keeping for a more historical. Also, yes, I'm excited for all of it. If you can't tell, okay. And here's the thing: we need information about certain, uh, you know, certain beings. The primals, they're very fascinating. He kind of smiles at you and uh, uh, continues on. Uh, I'll ask him a question. Um, as part of this tour, are we able to see the um, the pact? Uh, oh, yes, yes. That's where we're heading now. We have, of course, it's the highlight, so we'll start there. Okay. Uh, Great. Save the best for first, as the saying goes. So you guys are walking uh, across this field where you'd saw the, uh, the, the places for the Templars 
temples. And there's a path. And there's a certain point where you kind of get a little bit of a funny feeling, you know, where you could see that murky area. And as you get close to it, you feel like the magical effects on you. And the, the Harvard, he kind of looks over and he's like, uh, it'll, it'll pass. It's fine. Chuckles. I'm in danger. <laughs> uh, so as you guys get in deep now, it almost feels like you're in a dense fog for, uh, you know, just a little bit. You can't hardly see anything other than around you. And you can hear Harvard's voice saying, stay on the path, stay on the path. Uh, then after a short distance, it starts to clear and you see yourself on the other side of this effect, whatever it is. And you are before a gate. There is a, a walled gate, and this is some sort of a solid stone. You know, normally, like with a wall, you can see where the stones have been mortared together. This doesn't have that. It looks like it's all one chunk to a certain certain extent. So it looks like it's been grown or carved or something? Possibly, in some way. Uh, it also is difficult, even for, like, hey, them, you have some you know, history and or some uh, background in geology, and you look at this and you're like, I have no idea what kind of stone that is. Huh. That's weird. <clears throat> uh, so Harvard motions forward and goes, please make sure you stay with me. Uh, the guardians will not will not bother us, uh, but don't stray too far, and please be on your best behavior. Can one touch the, the wall, the stone of this wall? Uh, he, he looks at you and says, uh, but yes, uh, touching is allowed. Nothing in here is particularly dangerous besides the guardians. When we go up to it, I'd like to, to touch the stone just to see if it if it seems like it's real or, or you know, if I, if I sense anything strange from it. Father Becker is what you might call an enthusiast. Don't mind him. Um, so, sure. Do you, how much do you want to, like, do you want to do something? Do you want to make a roll or... Just a sensory um, check, or what do you want to do? Here? Uh, good question. Um, I'm looking at my various skills to see if any of them would be appropriate in this case. Um, well, I mean, you have some connection with stone. Yes, yes. Did you have anything you wanted to try? Can we try religion, perhaps? Sure. Give that a shot. So are you making a knowledge check, or are you doing any anything magical? Um, I, I don't think I've got really anything magical other than... Yeah, I mean, I'll just try to make a general connection okay. with the substance. Um, so, what, what would you what would you think? Uh, go, go ahead and just make your religion check, and we'll go from there. Okay. Oh, not bad. Um, that's twenty seven. So you find one thing odd when you touch the stone, like from a sensory standpoint, it's super smooth and cool to the touch. Mm -hmm. It's almost like polished granite, mm -hmm. uh, as far as it it you know that that surface feel. Mm -hmm. But you get like an almost electrical buzz when you touch it. Not enough to be shocking, so to speak, but you can just kind of feel almost a little current running through it. Now, what you find really interesting for you, Father Becker, is pretty much anywhere else, if you stop and really feel some rock or some earth, it really helps you with that connection you have with your God. Mm -hmm. You can almost sense it as, as part of you and mm -hmm. your surroundings. Mm -hmm. You get nothing with this. There is mm -hmm. no connection whatsoever, as though it were not stone or earth, or maybe not of this world. Okay, so it may have the sort of the appearance of stone, but it's it's an otherworldly substance. Yeah, the characteristics are there, but you feel no normal connection like you would. Okay, I'll leave, I'll say that uh, actually to the group. I'll say, hmm, while it appears to, ha while it has the appearance of stone, it, it seems otherworldly in nature. It does not seem like it's as as of of this earth. 
Okay. And uh, so do you guys pass through the archway? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't even hesitate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's nothing particular. It's just an archway other than it looks really cool and everything in here is weird. So when you get inside, there's actually um, a couple of offset archways. It's kind of like um, us Gilead, you know, where they, mm-hmm. they have the several walls. So you have to kind of go around through a maze and go through several archways to get in. And you guys never see any guardians, but you sense their presence. You're, you're hardened battle veterans enough that you, you kind of know when you're being watched, mm-hmm. even if you never actually saw them. So it takes a little bit, and uh, Harvard is giving almost, I won't say a lecture, but so much. He's kind of talking to the students and giving them um, some information that, you know, it's not interesting to you guys, but uh, obviously he's very much in charge of these people, so mm-hmm. he would do that. Uh, as you get towards the center, he says, now, this is the final archway. Inside is the Pact of Katsurat. So, again, be on your best behavior, and uh, whatever happens, don't be nervous. The sensations can get strange inside. So there is a, an archway, and you guys pass through. So I shouldn't have eaten them mushrooms, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Fine did, you eat, to did, them. did you eat all those mushrooms? Was I not supposed to? No, no, that was actually like 10 doses. There. <laughs> Am I going to die? <laughs> you're, no, you're just about to astral project. You're going to feel like you're dying. I, that's say, sure. I don't know. I've never seen a human eat that many uh, doses at one time. I'm in new territory. I wait. hope you packed a lunch because you're going on a trip. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> so, I'm did, going to take notes on <laughs> you, all of this. Out of curiosity, you didn't have any plans for the next week, did you? Because... <laughs> Just wondering. In a week, when the, when it finally wears off, you're gonna return to civilization. <laughs> Episode sixty. You weekend at Roddy's. I got a backup character. It's fine. We prop him. We prop him up while he trips bowls for a week. <laughs> so interestingly enough, as you guys step in, that is almost the sensation. You somehow both feel <laughs> heavier <laughs> and almost weightless. Like you feel like you're pulled to the ground even more, but then when you step, it almost feels like you bounce forward. You, your vision is maybe blurry, but at the same time, certain details seem to be even more perceptive and more in in focus. It's, it's everything is kind of a paradigm in here where it seems more and less at the same time, and you can also feel the magical energy. It is humming and thrumming inside of here. It is just, you know, um, say like uh, Star Trek. You always have that thrum of the engine in the background. Mm. It's like that, where it's just almost a background noise, but it is not deafening, but loud enough that it makes it hard for you guys to to speak easily. So everything in here just feels weird. But as you get inside, the pact itself is really just kind of a stone wall. It almost looks like a monument. Now, you've seen these monuments before with with, uh, things etched into them, and that's what this is. This is, it's actually four curved walls, so it almost makes a circle. Uh, but then there are four places where you can step into the middle. And if you do so, uh, you step in the middle, there is a, a piece, uh, like a round cylinder. It looks like it belongs to the walls. It doesn't have any anything etched into it directly, but you can kind of feel that this is a centerpiece. This is where that magical energy is the strongest, as if maybe the outer pieces somehow power this or this powers them. So um, while you're in here, everybody's kind of looking around, and of course the Asmodians, they aren't all. You can tell that several of these kids, it's the first time they've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, another oddity is, you hear Harvard talking to them. He says, now, if you, when you get more devout in the faith and uh, you are stronger, you will be able to read more 
of what you see in here. And you guys are looking around and you realize, what is he talking about? We can read this just fine. Mm -hmm. Now, what is interesting as you guys begin to talk about what you're seeing is that you are all reading it, but you're all reading it slightly differently. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, you know, Roddy, you you speak a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have a different language, so to speak, but the words you use, the phrases you use, this feels the way you would write it. Right. Hate them. As you read the same thing, it feels in your more scholarly, technical way. And so on and so forth. Now, what you're reading is the same, but it all seems to be slightly different to each of you. So the information is the same, but how it's delivered is slightly different? Pretty much. It's like you're reading a translation uh, mm -hmm. of, you know, of some information, but one of them uh, you know, was written by you know, Roddy, one of them was written by Haytham, one of them was written by Ashirian, and one of them was written by Father Becker, so to speak. You know, you could see that they'd use their words different. So I only need, like, one stone? What's that? I only need, like, one stone? <laughs> <laughs> um, now After action report. <laughs> <laughs> it just says, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> Killed all the problems. <laughs> Date. <laughs> um, now, interestingly enough, what you're reading on here is uh, essentially information on the God's War. Mm. So these are um, things that happen, and they're very quick blurbs. They're a sentence or two uh, that will describe, uh, you know, an event, uh, a battle, um, you know, a, a passing of someone. And so that's what they are, but they're not in any particular order. You realize very quickly that these probably are not chronological. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand the, the significance of it at all. But that, that, that's, this is what you have in here. Um, religion check to try to make a little more sense of it? Go for it. 21. Maybe to glean something out of it, you know. Here's one thing I'll give you with that. This doesn't feel inherently Asmodian. Okay. You know, everything you've seen so far that is Modian is very much order. Everything has its place. Everything is organized. This doesn't seem organized. Um, Nathan, give me a lore academia check. Gladly. Uh, 19. I mean, it's not all that great, but you think you can kind of get the gist. You know how, like, uh, that poster exists that shows you what scenes you can watch Pulp Fiction in order and yeah. see it chronologically? Atham, you, you theorize that you might be able to give enough time take all this and put it in a different order where it might make some more sense and almost tell a story. Like it's almost like you're seeing the story out of order. <clears throat> I'm going to ask uh, the uh, tour guide about that. Say, uh, you know, as I read this, I, I, it does not, it seems disjointed. It seems as though it's recalling events, but not necessarily in the order in which they occur. Why is that? He says, uh, he looks at and he goes, the, the pact is recalling events in the order in which they occur to you. All history is written on the pact. You mean in the what? order we learned about it? That's very fascinating. Not necessarily. You see, the pact binds so much together. It binds this realm as it is. So everything in this realm is a part of it, including all of us. So all of the information in the realm, it, it resides within us already. Whether we know it or not, but the pact does. Say the first part again, though, about how it all 
it shows how these events impact impacted that how how what i'm confused small man brain no understand big <laughs> yeah. man concept right no all information is here right um but why do we perceive it in a different order that is not chronological he, he kind of looks at you and you, you can see that moment where he's trying to figure out a good way to uh to say it you some would say that the pact shows you what you need to see but that's not what happened it's the other way around the pact shows you what in some way you already know Hmm. But to some people, it's a revelation. Can you force the pack to show you things? No, not not us mere, mere mortals. Uh, those of divinity can. Richard, I'm gonna I'm gonna try uh, I'm gonna try something. I'm not going like earthquake mode, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna in this place. I'm gonna reach out and I'm gonna really concentrate on Emmerin, and okay. and to see both if I can make a connection to Emmerin and to the pact and see what revelations. If I'm able to do so, it might grant me. I would like to do the same, but for Raja. Okay, we uh, let's do these in order. We'll go ahead and go let ahead, uh, Father Beckard go first. <laughs> you want some I'm sort in of danger. check? <laughs> yes, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, no, let's not do a check here. Um, go ahead and give me, like, speak that out a little bit. Get, what would you say to Emran? Hmm. Um, so hard, Emran. You're so rocky. That's right. <laughs> I love your promontories. I love your, your smooth surfaces <laughs> down as you've been weathered through the ages. Tell you what, this is going to get super hot. Um, I will say, um, I'm trying to think of, like, of how I phrase this. Oh, you know, oh great God, Emmerin, I am told that this pact shows us what we most need to know, or maybe what we already know inside our hearts. And so, I ask you and I ask the pact, grant me, grant me knowledge of your nature and what has gone before and what might happen in the future. And I'll just try to do that meditative thing. So it takes you a moment and you, you kind of feel yourself drift away just a, a little bit and slowly like a vision comes into to view. and. You actually hear it before you see it. You you hear um, you hear somebody in pain, and then you hear a baby cry, and you realize that what you were hearing was somebody give birth. Like you you recognize that. Um, so then, like next thing you know, you are walking into a room, almost in, into a haze, and inside of there, there's a there's a woman holding a, a baby, and it's obviously a newborn, but she smiles at you and uh, holds the baby up to you and you look down at the baby. Now, for some reason, you feel a connection with this, with this child. You don't know how, but you, you feel as though like this was, this was meant to be for you. Uh, as you look around the room and now you're holding the child, there is a mirror there. And in the mirror, you see your face in different clothes. My face in different clothes. Your face. What sort of clothes? Um, this is, they're more commoner clothes. You know, you wear robes now. This would be something that you'd see just a, a, a common laborer. They're nice enough, but they're not fancy. Uh, they're not rags. Um, they seem very simple. That's probably the best word for them. They, they seem very simple. Um, and as you're seeing this, 
And once again, this is almost like an out-of-body experience. Like, you're not in control of this vision. Yeah. So as you're seeing this, the you walk over and grab something off the wall, and there is a, a necklace with a holy symbol on it, and you put it around the baby's neck. And uh, you're saying something that you don't quite make out. It's not that you can't understand it. It's that dream effect where you know you're talking, but you don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And and then the vision kind of fades away. But as it does, the last thing to fade out is that holy symbol, and it's the holy symbol of Emory. Is it possible that during that time I could have attempted to say something? I mean, I realize I'm not in control, but that... What would you say? My question is, what is the child's name? Bastard. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Named it after his father. <laughs> so you don't hear this. You just know it. Mm-hmm. As soon as you ask that question, you know the answer. Mm-hmm. But you don't actually hear a voice. Okay. And you know the child's name is Imran. Oh. oh. Hold on. Okay. Because that was that, that that was actually kind of my next question. Is Do I get the feel that this is more metaphorical in nature, or am I actually witnessing a, a historical event, an actual physical birth, and and, uh, and and anointing, apparently? It felt, we'll say a little more metaphorical. I wouldn't take it literally. Let's put it that way. Right, okay. You, you did not witness a a uh, replay. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're pretty certain that that wasn't a piece of history, so to speak. As a matter of fact, you don't think it was history. You have this weird feeling where this didn't happen long ago. Mm-hmm. And you said it was my my image in the mirror? Yes. So you were holding the baby. You were experiencing it as you, but then when you look in the mirror, you expected to see somebody else. It was like you expected that quantum leap effect. Where, sure. <laughs> uh, but that's not what. When you looked in the mirror, you saw your face, and you were smiling. You're smiling at the babe. So I wonder if. if so my inter- <laughs> <That's the> babe. <laughs> I would like. I would like to see the babe. <laughs> I would like to see the baby. The so the the what I'm getting it from a metaphorical stance is maybe, in some manner. If there was pain before, and then maybe, maybe in some way, I contributed in some manner to a, perhaps a rebirth of Emerin. Does that feel like it's correct? It feels in the ballpark. Okay, you are at peace with that interpretation. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Roddy. To freak out my fellows, I'll <laughs> open my eyes and I'll scream. Ah! <laughs> Make all the little guys Asmo- quick attack him as Modi and shit their pants. <laughs> Take him out. Oh, I see gone, all. He's gone berserk. Uh, Roddy's like, like, okay, um, like, like, and he's he's not saying this out loud. It's like, oh, great, water, fuck. Hey, are you here, Ro- Razor? Are, are you here? I mean, what the fuck am I doing here? And he just like, he's. Like honestly asking, like and trying to open up to that force. Like, are you here? What what are we? What am I doing here? So you kind of look, and you know nothing's changed, right? Mm-hmm. You, you just kind of look over, and you look left, and you look right, and you look left again, and off to your left is one of the the children of Rasia that's standing right there, mm-hmm. waving you forward. I go. So you walk forward, and you still see your companions. They're all kind of studying the pact and you walk right by them mm-hmm. and they don't seem to notice you at all as you go around since these are really our corners you go around the next curve 
there is um, in the path there's like a little puddle that you'd never noticed before. And as you get to the puddle, that that um, you know the, the one of the children of Raja jumps into the puddle and like dives right in, even though you know the puddle didn't look deep. Yeah, he, he does. I just like like tilt forward, like like straight as a board, face first into it. So you dive in mm-hmm. and you splash into into water. And <laughs> like face first? No, no, like, <laughs> no, like um, you don't we fall all, on the ground. You don't oh, make okay. contact. <laughs> you know, like, we all we all laugh and point. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! You are a com- my God is a lie. You are completely <laughs> submerged in water. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, you now feel like you're under the ocean. Like it felt like you found a little mm. crack, and it's water underneath. Right. So you are swimming down, and you see this this child Erasia in front of you, and they is swimming downwards, and so are you. And the further you go, the less light there is. Uh, and then you notice that there are more children of Asia. I have dark vision. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a point. There is a point where can you like you you know how your dark vision works. Like yeah. there, there's kind of a point where it kicks in, so to speak. Yeah. So that happens, but it's different. Like this, like this feels different. Yeah. There's a different hue as you get deep underwater. Things actually start to make you know make sense to you in your vision, but this is different than dark vision. Although you, I mean, ultimately it means you can see. Well, like, and it, we're probably well past the point that even dark vision would do anything. I mean, there's yeah, like you, a complete absence of light at the bottom. You know, you get pretty deep, and there's like one pinhole way off in the distance. Yeah, way up above you, and it's the only light. Uh, but you start to be able to, to see things, mm-hmm. and as you notice, like the deeper you go, the more children of Raja you see mm-hmm. and finally you get to the bottom and there is a slight silver light somewhere and everybody's going toward that mm-hmm. there there's a ring of coral in the middle of the coral there is a swirl of water just kind of swirling in on itself and there's a light piece of uh, piece of silver light that's slowly kind of pulsing out of that and you see these children of Raja gathering around and there's circles upon circles upon circles of them and they are they're not chanting in some way, but you can see them doing some sort of, of traditional movement. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very much, it's got those religious trappings. And they all part way for you. Yeah. So as you come forward, they, like literally the sea of Children of Asia parts for you and has you, has you walk in. As you get there, this water swirling, it, it's almost like it's condensing on itself and you slowly start to see it take shape and you are slowly seeing a female form Mm -hmm. in front of you after a moment of this like the female form the hand reaches out and pulls you you to it and as that happens like your perception changes now instead of looking inward at it you are now looking outward and you can see these children of rage around you you can see the water swirling and you realize that there's a moment where the light is you Mm -hmm. the silver pulsing light isn't coming from the water it's coming from you now this happens for a moment and then you feel a separation where you pull away and you are kind of swirling in the water around like it's gently moving you around this watery figure that is that is forming but now you realize that again the light is moving with you mm-hmm. and kind of moving around this figure as you see it uh, forming more and more it's becoming it's coalescing but it seems to be almost made out of water still uh, at this point. And it, it smiles up at you in an almost childlike fashion. And then slowly this vision starts to fade and you realize you're being pulled backwards. 
uh, and you're, you you do the reach out for this yeah. figure, and the figure is is reaching for you. But whatever's pulling you pulls you, you know. Yeah, it, and it, and Roddy resists because yeah. he is, he doesn't want to go. And this is like that dream thing where things just happen, and you don't, so you're resisting against it. And there, you can see they're kind of yearning uh, for you, and you can even see the children of Raysia kind of waving you back. Mm-hmm. But you're eventually pulled all the way back up to that little pinhole of light, which you realize is how you got here. And at the last minute, you're pushed back through, and as you kind of return to your normal senses, you are indeed actually just laying on the ground. Uh, although there's no puddle there, your face is what? Like, Roddy just kind of, like, just blinks away and then, like, coughs and, like, <laughs> like coughs at a little water, mm-hmm. and it's, like, salt water in his mouth. He's like, I, t- I don't... I don't understand. But he oh just, my he, god, are you alright? Yeah, I'm I'm alright. I just kind of like stands up. I had a vision, but I got no fucking clue what it means. So Ishirian. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know, I'm vibing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just saw the two of them just get vibe checked by their gods. I'm just like pulls oh, out. oh oh no. <laughs> pulls out a jewel vape. Uh, no vaping in here, sir. So uh, I don't care. What? You're preparing a counter assault in case the Asmodians turn hostile. <laughs> You're looking at me- methods of egress, methods of yeah, uh, basically like a sheer cover like, fire. That's basically the problem with Ashirian Is basically anywhere he goes, he's like, all right. So what would be the best way of escape, and uh, who here is the most likely to be a threat? Like that's what he's doing anytime he's in a room. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a moment there where you're kind of like, what is going on, and. Then suddenly, like, your vision is jarringly altered. Like, it's not subtle. It's almost like a slap in the face. And you realize that you're not at the pact anymore. Although you can still feel it. And you look down and you realize in your hand is a still-beating bloody heart. Ooh. Your favorite. It's it's like the average day for a (laughs) Syrian. Yeah. And you reach out and hand it to somebody. And a hand reaches out and grabs it. And as you do, you realize that the face that grabs it from you is your own. And you see Ashirian take that heart, look at it, a tear comes down from his eye. He turns around and passes the heart behind him to another figure. And as you do, you realize that person is also Ashirian. <laughs> and that person takes the heart and passes it down, and you see just a row unbroken as this just gets passed down and after a few of these like there's that jarring moment again and you almost feel like somebody slapped you in the face really hard and you are back there in front of the pack your eyes got a little uh, white uh, you look a little pale what's going on you're next What in the hell? What the hell does that mean? Just let it happen. Oh, close, uh, close your eyes. That seems sort of frightening. Just open yourself to it. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. What do you have to be sorry about? So there is a moment where you, <laughs> you know how that moment happens in the movies where like everybody around the main character freezes. Yeah, that's what happens. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> like, nobody's moving, and you realize that you were talking, and, like, everything stopped. It's almost like time stopped. Answer me, Ashirian. God damn it. Slap him. Slap him for his silence. So, 
as as you realize that, like suddenly there is like, I don't want to say an explosion because it doesn't happen that fast, but there is just like flames roll in around you and everywhere. Oh, this is it. They found me. <laughs> My ruse has been detected. <laughs> they're finally, they're finally collecting. And you realize that you are almost in a sea of flame. Like, it is so immersive that it's everywhere. And you take a couple of steps forward to try to find your companions, and you can't find them anywhere. Everywhere you go is just flames. But you don't burn. As usual. (laughs) Then there's the moment where you, you know, you kind of look down at your hands to see that you, you know, that you are fine. And you look back up and you realize the flames are gone your friends are there and they were saying something to you my ears are just you ever get that like sudden ring you know like it's a little like a little bit above uh, like a bit above middle C no like like a frequency or something what was that what, what did you say we'll, we'll talk about it later this, this isn't safe I yeah. don't know. I w- I'm fine. I'm not hurt, surprisingly. You mean, anyway. What? You're not hurt? What do you mean? No. I'm healthy. Are you? Yes. Oh, good. Good. Healthy, huh? Right, yes. Hmm. Perfectly fine. <laughs> they said we all saw something. Let's, uh, maybe this isn't the place. That red-headed kid keeps eyeballing me. Which one? The ginger? Yeah. Let's take him out now. It's <laughs> one of the one of the tour guide kids just keeps looking over at me. I'm like, so mm. <laughs> the the kids you kind of your knuckles while looking at them. You don't think that they noticed anything because this is you know this is Candyland for them. They're yeah. they're in awe, um, and they're kids. It's the world's worst amusement park. There. <laughs> hey, it's however uh, your guide. Mm-hmm. Um, you're pretty certain he noticed. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I, when I went foot face first on the ground, yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, Roddy, like, dove forward and, like, <laughs> just yeah. first Is into the okay? dirt. Yes, he's epileptic. It's just... He does this all the time. I can't tell you. You give, know, we all... Give him space. Don't put your fingers near his we mouth. We let him off the leash one time, and he's... He's eating dirt. The, the funny part is Roddy thinks he's had, you know, a divine revelation. And in fact, he just concussed himself by hitting the ground at first. And he's laying, no, he's got grass stains all over. No, it's the front. old concussions catching up. <laughs> so many untreated concussions. Shook, shook loose. So at that point, your guide says, all right, our, our time here is done. And he, he actually looks at you guys as he says that, although he's waving his, his um, trainees forward. He says, uh, "Let's let us uh, let us be gone from this place," and he kind of ushers everybody back out. Is there a souvenir shop, or perhaps um, a place we can get some refreshments? Maybe lizard on a stick. Yeah, lizard. Oh my gosh, what a great idea! <laughs> Surely they have a dispensary around. Here. Oh, lizard <laughs> on a stick, super illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you mean, can start a place in Faridon to start selling those. Just some lizard on a stick. Yeah, that lizard's uh, extinct. It is now. It is. <laughs> it is now. I mean, I ate a lot of them, guys. I'm not going to say I didn't. It's possible I made them all. Like, oh. Right before we leave, like, Ryan looks back and sees that puddle on the ground and just shakes his head and walks away. Uh, so, indeed, you guys can go get food if you want. Uh, you know, your guide kind of looks at you to see if there's anything else that you do want to see on the compounds, but he pretty much gives you the, like, this was the, 
this is the big tamale. Yeah. I, I mean, gosh, here, I'll tell you what my thoughts are. As, as some of you guys have already been thinking about, too, you know, is there a place we can go to get more information about the primals? On the other hand, would we have been given that the other night whenever we were talking to the deity directly? I'll metagame here a little bit and say mm-hmm. that you shouldn't spend much time trying to suss out information here on on these campuses. Yeah. Oh, what, what are the other highlights then? Um, there anything else, anything else we should see? Um, Quidditch? Yeah, the the, the, <laughs> camp, the campus union. You know, uh, where do you take where do you take prospective students? Do you take them through a dormitory? What what do we get <laughs> to see? Um, I mean, and he you know he indeed would he he would show you the the rank and file because uh, once again these are divided into those five different regions and all you know trainees live here as do some of the the staff. A lot of them live out in the city. Uh, so to speak, but if you're a trainee, then you're definitely going to to live here full time uh, until your training is complete. And then, you know, from there you follow your specialty. You know, if you're a clergy, you may be assigned uh, to, uh, you know, as a clergy in a temple. Uh, of course, people of the other backgrounds are also assigned to temples. You know, record keepers are very common to, you know, to find out there. So, you know, the, the, you can be assigned a temple, you can be signed somewhere in town. And essentially, most of these people are going to do like a tour of service. You know, so if you do like 10 years in your job and you do well, well, then you could be granted a piece of property here on mm. Kasserat. That's kind of a, I don't want to say a, a bonus, but it's something you can earn. Yeah. I mean, it's most people do at some point if you're, you know, pure Asmodian, sometimes it takes longer than others. But that's kind of the goal for a lot of them. Are there any other sites of interest or artifacts or anything like that we ought to see? Otherwise, um, nothing they're going to openly show you. Nope. I think finding a tavern sounds like a great idea at this point. What do the rest of you think? I could go for a, a bite to eat and something. Yes, we haven't been blackout drunk in like two days. I know. I feel it as well. well it's a little early for Domael because honestly, it's it's really yeah. not even noon yet. You guys are oh. early for I lunch. I mean, like lunch would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there are places to eat in town. Go get some wherever the yeah Chick Fil A or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, it's Sunday. Chick-fil-A. Fuck. <laughs> no. Here's what we no, need I'm to do. Cursed. We we need to uh, let's find the finest restaurant in town and charge it to the Rathskeller Estate. <laughs> Put it on my family's card. We're going to be leaving soon anyway, right? Uh, yes, Presumably, too. so. Uh, it's already three thousand gold in the negative. I'm afraid we can't extend you any more credit. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, fun, fun fact: you're inheriting the name and the debt. That's when the sickle <laughs> says, "I'll burn it down for you, master." <laughs> just let the fireball go. So, are you guys going to just go looking for a? Uh, yeah, just something not nothing crazy. I yeah. Don't think. So, one of the things that you do find is that none of the there's no big restaurants. They're all kind of small boutiquey things with yeah. their own little spin on things, and um, and it's also hard to find anything fancier than the others. You know, they all kind of just do their thing. Um, so, as far as this one's super expensive and that one's cheap really doesn't exist it's a very narrow window that they put but they all you know some of them are like feature foods from different uh continents or countries or styles uh you know they all kind of have their own little niche so to speak some of them are just like eh, we're just a sandwich stop but we, we do cool stuff so you guys can find pretty much you know, whatever you want so we see the Arensian shop and it's mostly just like gruel <laughs> and like rancid meat and we're like mm, <laughs> maybe not <laughs> hard pass for me <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a five guys, and it's like, oh no, we want something. Yeah, they have a stand. Places mostly seafood, and indeed, yeah. you actually can. There is a place there that uh, they specialize in forgotten dishes from different 
continents. Huh. Erinsian food now contains half the amount of lead. <laughs> hey, uh, what's Erinsian food like? It's made from people! <laughs> good, good. I'll have a double helping. That's what we can afford. Let's go to the place that's got forgotten food. It's not brain matter, is it? They're going to have okay. prions and stuff. Yeah, like, so they have a small menu because they basically just do like three specials every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But each special features uh, a, you know, some, a piece of food that... You know, they, they have figured out historically existed somewhere and they've tried to recreate uh, the recipes. Mm-hmm. It's very Lizard. niche. Lizard on a stick. <laughs> Lizard on a stick. <laughs> so good. Uh, so interestingly enough, Teriyaki one sauce. of the specials for the day is a it's actually a lizard. It's, <gasps> oh, it's a small oh reptile. My oh my god, <laughs> it's happening. Outstanding. <laughs> um, it's not served on a stick. Dang uh, it. Trash. What what they, they, they actually did um, is they took the the lizard and you know they they clean them out and you fill them full of like almost like a it's like a stuffing but it's a you know vegetable style and then bread combined stuffing and then they actually cook the whole thing together they do the thing where they wrap it up actually stick the whole thing in the coals cook it, and then they come you know they bring it back out then they just peel the lizard skin back off of it and you know it's a fairly small lizard and you have a fork and you know you open the lizard back up and there's the the yummy cooked vegetables in the middle with the meat surrounding it. And that is... Um, What's the consistency of uh, lizard meat cooked like that? Is it like a, a fish? Flaky? Um, you know, this is surprisingly flaky. Flaky, this, okay. This, this Say, is, with that method of preparation, as opposed to just grilling it, sounds about right. Yeah, you know, it's a little crunchy on the end. There's a couple of, of the extremities, you know, they got a little overdone, but um, but it's pretty good, you know? It's, it's an interesting dish. I'll try the other dish. <laughs> Do we feel that it's the, does it bear any uh, any resemblance to the type of lizard that once upon a time I ate on a stick? Um, I mean, only passingly. This is mm-hmm. much larger larger than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is like iguana size, so as, a, as opposed to gecko size. Yep. Was, uh, this is this is bigger, but you know, delicious. I'll have two. <laughs> uh, there's actually a fish dish. Yes. Yeah. Poisson. Um, didn't even hear the didn't even hear the description. <laughs> Uh, so this one, um, it, it's nothing too extravagant, but what they do is they, they took the whole fish, and obviously they gut it, but they wrap it in uh, leaves and mm-hmm. steam it, and the, the leaves are aromatic, so it, it adds a flavor uh, to the fish. Then they bring the fish out, then they bone the fish. And <laughs> what? <laughs> at, what? The at the table? At the table. <laughs> right in front of you. <laughs> For the, oh God! No. For the cream filling, debone. They debone. Debone. The <laughs> Sir, prepare to receive your dipping sauce. <laughs> Shall I bone the fish for you? I'd rather bone the fish myself. Thank you. <laughs> I pay for it. <laughs> uh, but then they serve the fish and with a um, a small oh uh, little small containers of different dipping sauces. That sounds delightful. Actually, so, try the teriyaki. I'm I'm actually hungry in real life, so I would. That sounds very good. Um, so that is uh, the other dish. The, the third dish is actually, it's a, a sandwich style dish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the fact that it's just big slices of bread. Uh, the difference is like the bread's been, it's like Texas toast where it's really thick. Yeah. But it's been slightly hollowed out. And then there's two different uh, types of like mincemeat patties that have been baked down inside of each half. And the two halves put together to meld the, the flavor. So you got like two different types, but as you bite them together, they blend. Roddy gets uh, the fish and that. Okay. A small cheat day. Interesting. <laughs> what? 
What days are not your cheat days? Well, when you have the immaculate physique I have, you tend to burn calories. Interesting. So it takes a little bit. Um, Let's have a push-off off right now. Or push-up off. Push-up off? <laughs> Just starts doing push-ups. <laughs> oh, my God. He's already winning. You better start we are in the We are in public. I won at one. What is happening? <laughs> uh, so you guys have some time. They eventually bring out your food and some drink. And um, there you are. Right. Uh, so, like, when the waiter walks away, right, he's like, um, right, so I had a vision, um... I swam to the bottom of the ocean, and there was just an army of children of Raja, and they were swimming around a lot, and I swam toward the light, and I understand the connotation of that. Yeah, I swam toward the light. Um, <laughs> and then at the bottom, uh, a figure appeared in the light, and then the light was passed to me, and then it brought me back. But all the children and the figure were, were trying to keep me, like, keep me to stay. They wanted me to stay. And that is the extent of my understanding of the situation. <laughs> well, if they wanted you to stay, perhaps that's just an indication that you're significant to them. You're blessed. They they wanted to be around you. The the light seemed to have passed to me, which I guess is the mantle or whatever. Makes sense. Interesting. So the children of Raja, those were we we've met them, haven't we? Yeah, the children of the sea, right? That's yep. them. Yeah. Same ones. Yeah, that's the aquatic people back at... Interesting. I believe I'm the king now. <laughs> <laughs> you, jo well, you joke, yeah. Roddy, but... Oh, God, you don't think that's actually true, do you? Well, well... I don't want to be yeah. king. Well, perhaps... Perhaps you fit into the... To be that's, that shit is terrifying. Perhaps you fit in yeah. with their uh, destiny somehow. Yeah, that's... Well, that's entirely part. That's not bad. I don't know. Yours... You seem to have a lot more going on than mine. Yeah, what'd you have? Uh, well, there was a lot of fire, as is usual with me, it seems, and then the end. Oh, so you just had a prophetic vision of your future. I guess so. <laughs> Perhaps, or my past. Some parts were of your you, past, Were too. you on fire? No. Oh, okay, that sounds about right. Not at all. Yes, right, and... It seems incredibly vague and very brief, and I'd, I don't know. I'd say definitely the future. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Why, what, what was yours this year in? I passed a beating heart to myself, and then there was an entire line of other me's, who, all of which were crying. Oh my god. Oh, I prefer the fire. Now, we know that there's always an Assyrian, right? Yeah. So maybe, um, I wonder how far back that goes. There was a lot. Maybe there was an Assyrian at the beginning or something. That entirely likely. Anyway, it sounds like anyone who bears that mantle dies horribly. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just, I would maybe watch out for that. Hey. You, <laughs> hey, you swam towards the light at least. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> who are you going to? That was the most peaceful I've ever felt in my entire fucking life. <laughs> Are you going to hand a beating heart to someone? Please don't hand it to me. That sounds I very gross. How many oh, thank you. How many fucking titles do you want? I don't want a heart. I don't want a, bl a bleeding but bloody heart. I, I feel I'm very it clear. Bleeding. It was beating. There's a difference. I don't... Listen. <laughs> I, I am being very, very explicit. Please do not hand a bleeding heart to me. I don't want to be the next Assyrian. I wasn't Although, going to. Although, why would to. you even 
say that. Roddy, that looks seems at, cursed. Roddy looks at his book bag and decides to get something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> Becky, I guess you saw something too. You've been seeing things for a while, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes. Um, I um, I perceived, uh, first of all, sort of a formless pain, um, almost a, a cry of pain in the darkness. Oh. Um, and then I was, um, and I will tell you up front, I think this is a, I think this is metaphorical. I don't think this is literal, uh, me observing an actual historical event, but I, I was, um, in a simple home and, um, I was witnessing the birth of a child and, um, the mother or perhaps the, um, oh, what do you call her? Um, Father? The assist with the births. The oh, midwife. Midwife, yes. Brought the children, the child over to me, and um, she was happy. And the child even appeared to be happy. Um, and um, I, I, there was a mirror nearby, and I looked, and there in the mirror was my face, although I wore different clothing, simple, more simple clothing. And um, I took a, a, uh, a holy symbol, uh, and I put it around the child's neck. And it was the holy symbol of Emory. And I knew somehow that that child, its name was Emory. And not only that, it did not appear, at least I, I feel that it wasn't historical in nature, that this was, this somehow represented somewhat recent events. Do you think perhaps this is somehow a metaphor to your... Uh you know, as what was it? You you said you had a vision once. Uh, as long as one worships you, you're never truly gone or never yes. forgotten. That's that's close to what they said. Yes, and and I I I wonder if if maybe it is indicating that that um, this it's, it's indicating the recent reemergence, if you will, of Emeryn as an entity in in this world. Still young, still maybe not fully formed, but growing. And um, and maybe that I had something to do with it. That seems likely. I will, I will say that this made me happy. How come I can have like a clear, cut and dry fucking vision? Yeah, well, uh, I, uh, I wish. I don't know. Yours was yours was better than like lots of fire. At the end. Bear, bear. <laughs> that was <laughs> mine. Was pretty vague. Roddy, bear in mind something too: is that I've been um, now for months and months uh, attempting to make connections with my God, and, and the visions that I've received previously, um, some of them were quite <laughs> difficult to discern in terms of meaning. Yeah, that makes sense. We speculated a lot. I just figured I'd be better at it. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what of any of your past performance of anything would give you that sort of indication? Listen, there are certain things I'm the best at, and I think we can agree. Taking damage in combat is certainly one of them. Oh, I'd put my kill record up against no, no, no. probably I'm, the I'm three of you. Yeah, that's, that's really great, and you've received no support from any of the rest of us you, as you did that, you isn't that correct? Yeah, you win the healing, that's fine. Right, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, which keeps you going in combat, so your kill record continues to yeah, go Yeah, well, you know... You Should we put dicks on the table and measure those? Yeah, let's <laughs> How about, do I, it. how about I put it right next to your fish dinner? We'll add some more. It's already, it's sauce. already been boned. Somebody's going to bone uh -huh. the fish after all. 
I, I think I'm a fighter. I, by default, have the biggest dick. I don't know how we figure that out in Pathfinder well, you 2. Well, you certainly have a, <laughs> a big sword as a uh, as compensating for something, so... I, I take another juggernaut elixir. <laughs> and then we... I take my last juggernaut! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got have it. one of those giant ones, don't you? Well, I've gotten large. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm afraid I'm going to need you for to leave. <laughs> You're disturbing the other patrons. I'll buy this restaurant. <laughs> uh, so actually at a point in your conversation, uh, somebody... somebody Brings the there? check. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all look at Ethan. <laughs> um, well, that'll have to... But actually somebody walks Ethan. in. Somebody you guys recognize. <laughs> oh, God. It's uh, Captain Lena Clay. Lena, come on over. The fish is great. Uh, she's like, <laughs> they even bone it for you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she says, yes, uh, I, I heard you were here. We... I've um, I've had my men looking for you. Hey, what's uh, going on? Um, I don't know, but I wanted to make sure you were aware. Uh, we've been speaking with the crews of some of the other ships trying to get information of what's happening in the world. And I thought you might find this interesting, but I don't know what to make of it. Uh, the port of Caliban has been closed. The port of Caliban's never been closed. It is now. Uh, but here's where it gets more interesting. It it seems that it's a uh, small fleet of clay ships that have uh, taken over the port of Caliban. Like those, like there's like a little vein in Roddy's forehead that pops sometimes, oh, and 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 mad. starting to do that. Oh, he's very mad. And he's like like his hands on the table, kind of like like so, rapping. Plus, I'm fairly certain that these are the. Um, the, the ships that, don't know if we recently acquired them or where my sister got them, but these are the ones who recently helped turn the tide of the war, so to speak, and helped bring about a stalemate. Here's after the last battle, they went to Caliban and, uh, well, they took over the port and they've closed it. Would you say that they're loyal to her? I'm, I'm afraid I need to speak with my sister, but there, there seems to be some, uh, some political intrigue afoot here. You have a sister? The pirate queen. How'd you miss Wait, that? What? Yeah. Her sister's the pirate queen now. I thought she was the pirate queen. No, no, no. She's the sister of the pirate queen. Wait, who's the pirate queen? Her sister. Lena's sister. What's her name? Lena's sister. Oh, I thought she was the pirate queen. No, no. Lena is just the younger sister oh, shit. of the pirate queen. Um, I don't remember the other sister's name, though. I think I had it written down somewhere. but I don't remember the pirate queen's name because I just didn't happen to give crap. Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, my backstory. All right. <laughs> so, so her sister's name is Lucinda Clay. Lucinda, that she's right. the eldest daughter of Jaylana Clay. I feel like I would have remembered that. Ryan is conflicted because he's like, obviously he wants to run home immediately, <laughs> but he's also like, we're on a mission, and he he doesn't know if we're done here. So he kind of looks at the others like. Oh, do we think there's anything else we can do here? I don't know if there's much we can do in Kassarad. I feel that this place, we've, we've done what we can. We've learned what we can. We met with a council of the gods, and they basically laughed at us and told us to fuck off. So. Except for the bear. The bear didn't say anything. He just the, walked away. The bear was very mysterious. I will give him that. <laughs> and the hell mistress was pretty tall. She is on our side. Yeah, she's Other, I mean, other like than 13. that, the whole of heaven uh, doesn't seem to give a shit. 
I frustratingly enough. So we we have I mean we have some leads as far as what we ought to do next, but um, I mean if this is something that's if it's if it's significant to the world and to you, then I I something is bad. The port of Caliban has never closed, even during the war years. They never shut it. Even during the there was two attacks on the port. They never closed the port. The trains did run on time. The trains, yeah, essentially. (laughs) So, and I'm not saying I don't have a personal stake. Um, And I understand if if the three of you got to do what you got to do, but I I think I've got to go home. Roddy, we have mentioned how reliable your intuition has been in the past. And to be honest with you, if this is a problem for you, it's a problem for me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit around and just either let you run off or let you surrender your people to whatever whatever fate some some mad pirate queen pardon my rudeness lady but whatever some mad pirate queen has in store for them uh and Lena kind of like it puts her hand up to interrupt a moment she's like uh from what I understand my sister's not there whoever this commander is has has I don't know if they've done it on my sister's orders or not, but yeah, we we don't know enough. This commander of the squadron, I get what you're saying. Yeah, all, uh, the, all the worse if he's gone rogue. We need we need your help as much as we need theirs. There's a practical concern as well, and that is that, as we know, that there are um, there are pirate fleets that are directly or indirectly helping the cause of um, <clears throat> of Gilgamark. And if uh, if the clay f- fleets are split in terms of loyalty, that affects their ability to oppose those those uh, pirate fleets. Precisely. We if if we defeat one enemy and gain two allies, that is a tactical win for us. So, I have a question, and this is just, uh, and I'm not asking this necessarily out loud, but I'm just trying to recall from memory. So, in terms of the leads that we have so far, we know one of them um, that might take us to where the Earth. Um, artifact is yeah. has to do with the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Where, where are they located? Is it? It's not on the continent that has. Caliban, no, it's not. It's it? not yeah. Evistan. Um, hang okay. on, I'll pull that up. I have it right here. Yeah, we know that the, we got to go to the drawers, and the other one was big as fuck. I was going to say, the, <laughs> did anybody remember all the the details about that other I one? I got to listen to that episode again. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> folks, that's everyone should be listening to those episodes of our podcast. Re-listen to them, share and enjoy. The the times when I haven't listened to an episode that hasn't dropped yet are like I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one of them uh, supposedly. The dwarves of Nagast, no, which you guys know that's one of the great dwarven cities. Mm-hmm. So they supposedly have some uh, information. The other one is... The other lead you had was from Blue Mantle, who she's the representative of Naraya. Uh, she says that her thoughts lead to the Shining Nation of Atresh, uh, which you guys know is kind of like almost a magical, mystical realm mm-hmm. that like the halflings and elves live there. Um, it's They kind of... <laughs> Walled of, themselves off, but to we're going on a magical mystery it's, tour. Are it's we? Very, <laughs> it's the Emerald City. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to a certain degree, it's kind of a refuge where a lot of these um, races that suffered harshly in the Dark mm-hmm. War, they they kind of banded together and formed this area. And they don't let a lot of people in. There's going to be a lot of singing there. It's cause... it's a made up place that we told people that you know like they could escape to, but <laughs> like during the Bad War years, but it, it doesn't actually exist. It was just. <laughs> to give people false hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can escape here. It'll be better there. It'll be better there, I promise, baby. 
shit. <laughs> so those are those are, the, those are the two leads that were mentioned to you. Um, Sherian? But none of those are like on the way. Um, no. Or, or like, or, no. you know, go towards the port of Caliban and then take a left and you're there. Most of that shit's like to the west, mm -hmm. and Caliban is to the east mm -hmm. of um, Ferriden. Like we're basically, yeah. Like we're gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go past Ferriden to get back to Caliban. The uh, the closest one is going to be uh, the Dwarves of Nagas. Those would be the quickest ones to sail to by far. Um, but that's just geography. I mean, it's at least what a couple weeks journey. Um, yeah. I mean, it's probably you can probably get the Nagas and you know because we're like the Ferriden slip goes west, and that's what yeah. I'm pointing that right. like that trade win. You guys can probably <laughs> I mean, you guys can probably get there in about 3 weeks or so. Yeah. But you guys know that, that that'll get you to land and then you have to actually make your way inland a little bit. Yeah. It's not real far inland, but it's also not on the coast. Oh, nobody knows that po like port and coast better than Roddy. Like. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean that's the closest one. Um really up to you uh what do you, what do you think, Asherian? Yeah. I'll come with you. I'll have, I have your back. Just remember have so, my back at some point too. I'll put it this way, right? The whole time, you um, just owe me one. So you know, you say you feel a little conflicted. The, mm -hmm. As you're kind of processing this information, the the one thing that you do notice the difference um, is that your your pull, yeah, this new found sensation that you have, your pull, is kind of pulling you in the opposite direction. But then you're you always have that personal conflict that's kind of like. You know, the little boy wants to go home to a certain degree. Yeah. And I don't mean that derogatory. That's just kind of the inner the inner monologue. Yeah. But you do feel like that is a not, uh, at that odds. opposite direction. Yeah. Those two things are at odds. I got to be honest, because um, I need to be with you lot, um, that you've had my back the whole time. Um, I'm getting pulled away from Caliban, but I still think I got to go home. Um, so if the three of you feel you need to follow the right path, I'll get it. But if this being, this Raja, needs me to be its avatar, then it needed to realize I've got to make up my own mind sometimes. I and do want to walk the right path, so I will follow you where you feel you need to go. And... and I'll, I'll cut this out, but I'll metagame and say yeah. that there's no right or wrong answer here. Right. Those, those are basically your three options. There's technically a fourth, um, and you guys pick it. I'll do it. So right. That's, that's the Ronnie slits his own throat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that seemed unnecessary. That, that's but... your fifth option. Uh, there's a fourth, <laughs> and, I, and I know. When are we going to find someone else who can hop in like that? Hello, Ooh. I'm Wardy. <laughs> no, no, go away. I've got a cousin who can do that. Tell us your tragic backstory. No, all good. <laughs> very, very, came from a very happy family. Mom loving, and dad. Just loving have, parents. They're right there across they're the street in their yeah. donut shop. Yeah. Meteor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like Ryan is like, he felt he needed to be honest about that. Like the the pull of Raja is away from Caliban, but like the pull of his heart is to Caliban. And he told the fucking thing like, don't pick me for your avatar. I'm a terrible choice. Say like, no, no, you're the avatar. All right, well, I'm going to fuck it up, so enjoy that. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> First chance. Let's fuck it up. Um, Lena, when can we leave? Um, I, 
could we could leave first light. I could have the crew gathered back up by then. Um, if you're ready. You guys okay with that? I'm fine. That that gives us a nod to wrap it up. You know, I, I will tell you this. Um, I don't feel that Emeryn has necessarily guided me that often. Simply, you know, in terms of telling me where I should go or what I should do. As much as it's occasionally given me information that I can use to make, make a choice or maybe a clue. As far as what's going on. My inclination is to trust the call of the gods and and uh and follow their lead because obviously they've got they've got more perspective and more more sense than i do so in a similar situation i might find myself making a different choice than you would do that said you know i you know i feel i (laughs) though we may sometimes disagree and though we may not always see eye to eye on certain things, I uh, I feel it's important to back a brother's play. And if you feel significantly that this is something that, that you need to do and that ought to be done, well, you know what? I guess we saved the world a couple of weeks later. We may be saving it a couple of weeks earlier. We don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but... Here's the deal. Um, Faradin's flat Earth, so there's no continent past um, Avistan. So, I mean, it's like we just get the map squared away. Mm, sure. What are, you, <laughs> what are you talking about? All yeah. of you Darfy bastards. <laughs> All sailors in this universe are flat earthers. <laughs> uh, Ronnie, like, kind of, like, 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 lowers his head, and, like, you hear kind of a sniff, and then he's like, All right, I, uh... Thank you. Oh, shit. I called him Roddy. God damn it. I didn't... I hadn't done that, like, the entire time. Wait, what? You called me... That is my name, though. <laughs> what did you call me? No, I called you Alder. Oh. Well, that's all right. Uh, you're, 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 gonna, you're back in my play. I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> uh, maybe you get to meet him. Oh. <laughs> that would be really weird. Assuming he hasn't been crucified in some horrible ritual. Well, yeah. Um... Well, if you guys are okay with that, I I can't repay that, but maybe I can down the road. I don't know. I'll try. But thank you. We don't do it to be repaid. We do it because it's right. That 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 means a lot. And Lena kind of looks at you, so uh, we leave in the morning? First lot. Like, I'll make preparations, and she kind of... Out she goes. Uh, anything else you guys want to do? Or... Yes, we uh, need to find the mystical bag of seven winds that we could <laughs> use to speed our journey there and then in the opposite direction again, apparently, at some point in the near future. Uh, did you guys want that? Yes. Do you, we yeah, didn't need to no, get that. I got that. It right here. Oh, see that? That's good to have. That's handy. I, w- I was told to use it sparingly. Yeah, yeah. Like, no more than once a day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That seems like actually a lot. <laughs> um, uh, is there a... D- Weird. Uh, no, go ahead, Asherian. Okay. Um, after they leave for lunch, Asherian's gonna go down because there's a there's like a marketplace. I remember that was. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a little different but similar. But yeah, there's, okay, there's like, places to get stuff. Yeah, Asherian just is gonna go down the marketplace and look for like a just basic tea shop. It's not that hard to find, I would assume. Okay. Getting yeah. trading in that Led Zeppelin shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no. I had, that, I had that thought. Too. Yeah. Like like a tea shop. 
No, okay. I, I actually, <laughs> yeah. li, li, same thing. I had to think for a moment and go, what does he mean? Oh, T-E-A. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, what you looking for? Uh, Sharon's just gonna get a basic tea, tea set and some tea, you know, the okay. things that you buy at a tea shop. So like a nice set. I mean, you're looking like the Japanese tea set, not like the, the Walmart one. Sure, whatever. Okay. Uh, Sharon's just getting what it, like, all right. Okay. Like uh, a, a nice yeah, I mean, travel set. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff is easily found here. I mean, mundane items especially. They're, they're, they're for sale. Okay. Is there a tattoo place in town? Odd request, I know, but... I mean, there would be, because most of these guys have one. I'm sure somewhere near the docks, somebody's... That, yeah, that's just my thought. Was set, like Set one or two up. Because, I mean, they do get sailors in here often yeah. enough that, it, you know... Um, Roddy goes there. And at this point, I think he can sketch out the symbol for Razor pretty good. Okay. Um, Actually, yes, you do. Like, even you are surprised at how well you yeah. do it. And I'm like, right here. And he pats it, like, the left side of his neck, like, where it's almost like a wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> you get the neck tat. Well, he's like, this is this is him accepting it on his terms. Okay. So, uh, here's what happens. Like, you you know, that takes a while. Yeah. So, you have to sure. do, like, the lay down thing and kind of zone out because, you know. This is before you know, they well, can do anything. Yeah, you know, they let me have the free opium. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> before Lida came, smoke up. So, like the tattoo goes, and he goes, and he's doing his thing, and there's that moment where he's done, and he's kind of like cleaning it off, and you kind of look at the guy, and the guy's trying to hide on his face like something's wrong. I swear to God, if you put the Chinese symbol for prostitute, <laughs> I'll gut your family. <laughs> but he's like, just like yes, no regrets. <laughs> so he kind of nervously like goes over and gets a mirror and hands mm -hmm. it to you. And because you know, like uh, especially the way they did the tattoos, then like, it's still been really red and bloody. Yeah, yeah. But you can already see that what he's kind of nervous about is the ink isn't black. It's it's a deep blue. Mm-hmm. And his ink wasn't blue. His ink was black. Yeah. I don't worry about it, Matt. That's an elf thing. <laughs> he kind of... <laughs> I don't know enough about elves to dispute that, so... You know, well, there's that moment where, like, you can see that he, like, almost wants to argue. He's like, wait a minute, but if it's cool, I don't want to say a fucking thing. He's, nah, he's, it's fine. He's like, oh, okay. Listen, uh, th this is why I never pay for color. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got yeah. the tad. It's going to need to heal up. But... Carry on, mate. And if uh, nobody else has anything that they want to do, um, you guys can go back and spend the night at the estate. I'll be on. I'll be on the ship. I think the only thing that I might do is I might pay a, a stop and just kind of um, uh, at the um, what do you call it? The uh, oh, not Coliseum, but where where the um, where the gods met. Oh yeah, okay. It just I mean the, nobody the, will be there. The I don't expect of the gods, it. Yeah. yeah, but I might uh, just hang around there and. Um, and just sort of take it all in and sort of think to myself, you know, maybe one day if this works out, maybe there'll be another chair here. Maybe there'll be three or four chairs. So you're like hanging out and once again, there is nobody there. Like it's nice and quiet. And you know that moment where you're kind of drifting in thought and you realize somebody's gotten way too close to you and, you know, you just, you don't see them. You just sense a presence. Mm -hmm. I'll spin around and cast um, streaming fireball of death. <laughs> So you spin around, Seriously? and uh, <laughs> like dangerously close to you is Greta. That oh, that bear. Oh, he's oh. back. 
Well, you know what? I heard you talking <laughs> crap and you didn't think <laughs> I hear it. <laughs> Let me just say that if that bear is enraged by the smell of fresh poop, it's it's about to be enraged because I'm crapping myself. Yeah. So but, he, he's like right behind you. Uh-huh. Like the point where you're like, you I, think maybe you almost felt his breath on I, your neck. I have this feeling that even if I had been aware, if he really wanted to sneak up on me, he sure could. You awakened his belly. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, there's that awkward moment, and then he kind of gently reaches out with his nose and kind of almost nudges you, hmm. like he's trying to maybe get you to move. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to do what he suggests. <laughs> I'm not going to resist. I obey the magic bear on command. <laughs> That's right. The gigantic, huge, dire-sized bear. I push against that him. That is also a god. I want know. to please him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Is he like uh, nudging me along? Like time to time to move on? Um, no, he like at first you don't know. Like he's kind of nudging you, although he's nudging you outwards. Okay, I'll 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 follow the nudging. So um, like after a minute, after he realizes that you kind of understand what's up, he just kind of takes the lead. Okay, that sees if you follow him. Mm-hmm. I follow him. So um, you guys walk down the divine road, and you eventually get to what y- you think is the estate of Kalmia. Mm-hmm. And you know that this is like, it's kind of walled in by a ring of like vegetation, Mm -hmm. like thorns and briars. So you really can't get in other than this one archway. Mm -hmm. And the archway is made of wood. Um, So as you go up there, the, the, you go to the archway and the bear kind of stops you, kind of just steps in front of you and he kind of stands on its hind legs and this is it. Puts a paw up on the archway (laughs) and mounts you. You know, and that's how he died of a crushed pelvis. <laughs> you you got to go with it. So he, yeah, he kind of touches his paw up there a little bit, and then he uh, goes back down all fours and looks at you. Um, I'll I'll mimic the the gesture. I'll reach up and put my hand uh, in this place he did. Okay. Uh, you know, you notice that there are there's like there's runes on that are carved in there. Oh, I'll take a look at him. Um, okay, so uh, give me a religion check. Okay. Oh, that's not the right just roll a D10. <laughs> yeah. That's surpri- surprisingly low. Uh, actually, great religion check. Uh, 29. All right. So you, you very quickly realize that these are representing phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's actually more runes, but the area where he was touching, um, it's like right at the peak of the arc. I see. And you see that the, it's divided up into different phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also notice that like where he touched, mm-hmm. that particular rune would represent like where the moon is currently. Okay. Um, I, I will uh, touch the same rune. Okay, so at that point, he kind of, you know, leans back up, and he touches another rune. Okay. What where, where was that one? Um, so right now, you guys, uh, you know, you just passed the, the, the full moon, because that's when they had the council. So you just passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rune he originally touched was essentially a, a wax, or sorry, a, a waning moon. Mm-hmm. And he, the one he touches is, again, the full moon the second time. So, so, we're, so, so he's giving us a timeline. <laughs> so then he looks at you and goes back up and he puts his paw on that room and you see him, rune is, you see him pull his paw off, put it back on, off and back on again. And so he's touched that rune three times. Okay, so I'm. Um, <clears throat> so we were in the waxing of the moon, and then he touched the. Then the second time he touched the full moon. Yeah, so you were in the waning, so you're just past the full moon. Okay, and then he touched the full moon again. Yeah, he did it three times. Yes. And then so 
push I'm, his left paw out. So what I'm sensing is, is is that we've got a timeline here. We've got a little less than three months, three lunar months. Does that sound right? If we go from the waning of the moon just past. Did you try touching it three times like he did? I don't think that's what he wants me to do. I think he's telling me something. Yeah. I mean, I'll try it. I'll, 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 I'll redo it looking at him as if like, ah, is this... Is this so, it? Are you? And actually, I'll ask. I mean, are you saying we've got this much time? So he kind of stamps out the dirt and he, he does this head nod thing uh, and almost a snort as he does it. But you think that meant affirmative. Okay. So then he, he like, right off the side, he goes over and he pauses something and literally just kind of skips a rock your direction. Oh, I'll, really? Like he knocks a rock towards me? Yep. I'll, I'll pick it up. Um, okay, so you don't feel anything other than, like, you know, it's a rock, so you have yeah. some connection to it. You don't feel anything mystical about this rock, mm-hmm. but he looks at the rock, and he looks back up at the, the archway, and then looks back at you. Um, do, I, do I get the sense he wants me to touch the rock to the archway? Or is he more saying something significant is going to happen within this time frame? So, related to the rock. He kind of looks at you, and... I don't want to, I guess, honestly, he kind of stares almost blankly and he just sits down and, you know, before he was kind of standing, now he sits down almost lazily and is still looking at you. Um, you get the sense that he's like, I've, I've said it. I, I've said what I, uh, what I could say. Okay. So to clarify then, it was waning to fall. No, it was waxing. It was just past full. <sighs> Sorry. Just past full. So okay, so 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 waxing to is a, is less than a month, mm-hmm. but but most of a month, and then he touched it essentially two more times after that. Yes, uh, well three. He touched it three more times after that. He touched the full moon three more times. After okay, that. so he did waxing moon to full, and then full, and then full, and one more time. No, he did waning to full, full, full. Okay, okay, yeah. So if you're going with the time thing, you think you've got just under three months. Okay. For whatever he's saying. To do what? Yeah. And um, so he said what he's going to say. He kicked the rock over. Only you weren't a large bear and could speak English. About to lose a month (laughs) of it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'll pick up the rock, even though it, you know doesn't hold necessarily mystical significance but it's significant to me now and i'll uh i'll kind of bow towards him and i'll say thank you will i I believe i understand i believe we've only got so much time um he doesn't make any particular gesture but he kind of closed his eyes and like one eyelid opens and peeks at you Mm -hmm. and then closes again okay picnic basket yeah, I, I give him the honey jar that I've been doing this entire time. You've earned it, Bear. Hey, thanks, man. You can fucking talk! Uh, God damn it. Okay. Yep. I, um, and then it, uh, do you walk away? Um, yeah, because he appears to be My done. Bear. Right? Yeah, so after you, like, you start to walk away, he kind of gets up and you see him walk in through the archway. Didn't. Okay. <laughs> oh, actually, I, I, I will turn around and, and say, again, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Oh. <laughs> oh. He didn't want to tell you too much. He just wanted to give you the bare necessities. Oh, thank you. Oh, bare necessities. God damn. Well, Disney already owns us. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else we want to cover before you guys uh, sail away? Nah. 
Uh, I'll, uh -huh. ask, I'll ask one thing real quick that I think might already have been. What you got? I, I received a letter a while back. Mm -hmm. uh, if you do make it to Kassarat, I highly recommend visiting the Holy Grounds. They are magnificent, and you would be well-received. Well, I mean, you guys were just at the Asmodian. Holy right, that's kind, of, that's kind of what I thought. Um, it just hate... Hatham like kind of kind of looks back over that letter and is like, I guess I kind of had the wrong idea about that. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> as we get uh, back on board after the ship has made way that night, um, I'd like to see if I can get the four of us together, maybe in a cabin where we have some privacy, mm -hmm. and say, uh, "Oh, yes." Um, <laughs> there's a certain ritual I wish to undertake. Uh, everyone, close your eyes and put out your wrists. Oh, I thought I thought there was going to be removing clothes. Okay. Oh yeah, Navy's got something similar to this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. What? Uh, no, I'm kidding. So I, I tell them the story of the bear from this afternoon, and I say this wasn't a dream or anything like that. Right. I had I had a encounter with with him, and I think he told me that we are on a timeline that we've and and I I turn to you, Roddy, and I say. You believe, this, yeah. This doesn't in any uh, this this doesn't make it my desire any less than to support your cause here, but um, I think we we all need to bear in mind the fact that um, our timeline is shorter uh, as a result, and we're going to need to do everything we can because something yeah. is going to take place in less than three months. Does it change your mind about what you want to do? No, as I said, I'm still prepared to support you in this, but I just think we all need to be aware of it. Right, I'm still with you, but I think we need to do this as fast as we can. Right. I'll be honest, that's a bit a bit chilling. Yeah, it might be the right word. I mean, you we know, got, what, two and a half months? A little more. Three, three full moons, so we, we've got 15 weeks. We've got less than a month and then two more months. It looks For like ten on, weeks. just under three months. The third full moon from now. So till, have, but till what? I don't know, yeah. and I, I have to confess, it, it, it could be something bad in general it could have something to do with my deity itself he did kick the rock over uh so that had appeared to have something to do with with mine mm. um perhaps it means that we need to um after we've taken care of this little this little harbor issue that's going we, on there we, that we make, right there make haste uh to where the dwarves are yeah I have, right. to, I have to say uh we could split the party no. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck. <laughs> we could have two podcasts. <laughs> well, why not split the party? Let's go four ways. Everyone go off solo. <laughs> I I have to say, uh, part of this has felt a bit surreal until now. Until, until a god gave us a time limit. Um, but I don't think it's the wrong idea to, to run away from. I mean, if we can solve, if we can solve the issue fast. I mean, uh, the Broken Lance is a fast ship. We can take the ferret and slip pretty fucking fast from east to west. So I, I may be perhaps overconfident, unwise, but I, I think very strongly that it's the right decision to pursue whatever it is that has overtaken uh, your homeland. If honestly. we, I don't know what's going on, but if we could set things right. We could theoretically have a very strong ally for our cause. I agree, but but more so, uh, we we beseeched gods. We've, I don't know. I wrote my own father. I 
almost expected to find him in the in the grounds, and I didn't. But I've got all of you, and you've all got me, and I I think we're all we can really rely on. You know, I I not long ago was sat across a table from from a Templar. I think I've already said enough that whatever pact might not even be relevant when I say that. But I thought of I thought of all of you when I when I took hold of that thing, and I had no need of it during any of our quote unquote training. So in a weird in a weird way I almost feel as if as if the reason I took hold of that thing in the first place I don't like I have something more. Does that make any sense? Maybe now that you don't need it, maybe that's the first step in controlling it. Perhaps, yes. I think I think that's it. I have uh... I, fe- I felt as if I needed it before. But now maybe I never needed it at all? I don't know. But yeah, regardless, you've got it, and you're the hunter now. And we're going to make the best of that we can. I have shed a lot of blood with the three of you in the past couple of months. Um, and I haven't had people like that in my life in a long time. Long time. Uh, and that is more family than I've ever had, to be honest. Um, so, uh, it means the world to me that I don't have to go home alone. To face whatever this is, and I, I think it's a valuable, valuable use of our precious time. I would much rather face what's ahead with you, uh, not distracted, not thinking of of your home. I think, I think slowing down to speed up is an apt uh, metaphor. Well, then, that's the case. Maybe uh, Razor will uh, see. F- if, uh, if, if we solve this uh, other difficulty, maybe um, you'll see f- um, her way clear to giving us favorable waters. I will beseech her. Um, hopefully she's not too mad. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you guys want, you we can just fast forward to the next morning and uh, the ship is ready to go at first light. Uh, as you uh, come up on deck, Roddy, one of the uh, one of the crewmen, mm-hmm. like a uh, package for you, sir. Oh, thanks, Mitty. And there is a, um, a it's a, it's a sack, but yeah. you can tell there's something heavy in it. Yeah. So you open it up, and there is like a five-gallon cask. Oh. And you see stamped on the front of it, this is uh, some McGinty's Dwarven Whiskey Special mm. Reserve. I thought he was going to say it was a cask of fuck. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cask, and there's a little, like, uh, you know, a little piece of string, and it's on fire. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you know this is, this is yeah. good stuff. This, this is, is the good shit, this yeah. This is the good shit. Yeah, it's um, So there's a little tag on there. If you look at it, it says uh, uh, R. Yeah. Uh, to the victor goes the spoils. M. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you open it up, you take the first sip, there are fucking fingers floating in <laughs> 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 Little mummified fingers. Roddy smiles and like, uh, like crack, like like pull, <laughs> pulls the bung, 
like because mm-hmm. it's the bunghole. That's what right. it is. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless there's like a little like spigot or something. No, this, this one's not tapped. He uh like uh. Are you gonna he, tap the bunghole? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tap, <laughs> the, tap bunghole. the bunghole. <laughs> like take a, take take a good swig of it, mm-hmm. and then throw the whole thing overboard. Really? Oh yeah. shit! Okay. And then he's just kind of looking at the ocean, like I'm. I may not be the perfect avatar, but I've always given respect to the sea, and. I need I need this. And if you need me, I need this. Help us. And you see like several crew members like debating jumping in after yeah, it, and they're yeah. like, uh, uh, uh I can't uh, have gotten too much seawater in it quickly. <laughs> uh the other thing that you guys notice as as the ship gets underway, there's another ship a little further down the docks that mm-hmm. is also getting ready to to get underway. You think it's probably only only gonna be moments behind you. Uh, the thing that's odd about that is you recognize the figure standing on the docks kind of waving the ship away. It is uh, Anastasia, the uh, paladin of TARDIS. Mm. So she's there, but you also notice that there are probably maybe a dozen people in full plate on the deck of the ship at the moment. Yeah. Look like other paladins, and they are heading off somewhere. I wonder where they're going. Uh, mm. It's too early to tell, but like... Yeah, because everybody kind of has to go out of the bay in yeah. the same general direction. Uh, I mean, we gotta follow him for a while, but like, you know, he'll do the Caliban salute if he thinks they can see it, even if they can't, you know. Um, so we won't get into it too much, but um, they do follow you as you, um, you know, at this point you're actually gonna have to head south and around. Yeah. So you went straight up, you'd catch the trade winds that push you in the wrong direction. Yeah. So you actually have to go down, and they seem to be following the same path as you. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to become very apparent that you guys are going to outpace them in a big hurry. Yeah. Their ship's much slower. If, if they're following the same path, there's a good chance they're heading to Ferriton. Like, I mean, the, it's going to be the same route. It's just we go past Ferriton to get to Ivistan. Not bad to have some reinforcements there. No, to help that out. would be... That'd be great, unless we get back and then they've taken over. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I, I kind of don't trust the, the Paladins of Tardis as much, honestly, as much as That's the Asmodeans. That's what an Asmodian would say. I, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly like what an Asmodian would say, but like the Asmodians have helped us a lot, and the Paladins of Tardis have been like, mmm, the tech people, <laughs> which yeah. is fair, but... Fair enough. So Caliban or bust, huh? I'm pretty excited to go to Caliban. All right, well, we will sail into the port of Caliban on the next episode of the Adventures Vault Podcast. Who's uh, uh, going home? <laughs>